Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Always wanted to hear the real deal when it comes to fitness, health, nutrition, and physical well-being? This is Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. What's cracking, what's really good? They don't pull any punches. You'll only get the truth about how you get healthier, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And now, here's Tasha Makia and Big Dave. Welcome back, baby. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Hey, Dave. What's up? This man got a lot of energy like he's drinking oh. this black coffee I'm having over here. We're fired up today. And he's, oh, God. All right, so this is going to be a fun podcast <laughs> Yeah, yeah it is. It's going to be a real fun podcast. <laughs> he's a mess. All right, Whatever. So this podcast is going to allow our listeners, because we got so many questions on social media, especially our Instagram at Big Dave's Power Half Hour. So this one is going to be about getting to know Big Dave and your girl, Tasha Makia. And we're going to have fun questions. We're going to get in depth. And if there's anything that we happen to miss out on, do you need to DM us. You can hit us up on our Twitter page. Blow us at, up. Yeah. Blow Big Days up. PHH on Twitter. All right. So, PHAT. So, where are you originally from and how is it there, Big I am Dave? a Bronx boy. So, I'm originally <gasps> from New York. Let's okay? go East Coast. And I was born there and moved when I was very young. So, I don't really remember it. Okay. I went back numerous times um, as a child because my my dad's mom lived there and yeah. my aunt, and I was very close to them. Uh-huh. Wasn't close to my mom's mom. And their side of the family okay. until I was a little bit older, but I still wasn't really close with them. Yeah. Um. So I definitely am a New York boy and I'm definitely, definitely East Coast. Boy. Are you close with your family? No. So I was you- very close with my family. I grew up in an amazing family. Yeah. An amazing atmosphere. Yeah. I was very, very, very. Um. Uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Um. Blessed. To have the mom and dad and sister I did. Yes. Um, but then kind of life took over as I got older. And yeah. there was a lot of just disconnect. Right. And I had to make some decisions that were not the easiest. Same and with me. So I basically kind of made some decisions. And, you know, I I sometimes regret some of those decisions just because I haven't spoken to. Yeah. And that, now you're my, mature. My yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I think there was just a lack of respect and disconnect just because mm-hmm. um, there was, I had I had to, to grow and I had to learn how to be an adult by myself. Right. And my parents gave us, my sister and I, all the tools that we needed. Mm-hmm. I mean more. So you just than had to anything. apply them. 
and I was very fortunate to have that upbringing mm-hmm. that I did without nothing. I, mm-hmm. I really did. I was very fortunate education-wise. You know, my yeah. mom and dad always had that philosophy. It's like, look, if you go to school and you maintain your grades, we'll pay for your school. You know, again, as I was very, very fortunate. As long as you work your fortunate. ass off. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, you know, I also was, was raised in a very disciplined house that, you know, you didn't disrespect your mom. You definitely respected women and I still hold true to that and yeah. I think that you know more so men need to really respect Do you that. think that kind of gets lost in today's 100%, society? percent because I think that unfortunately mm-hmm. there's too many broken homes that they have you know separate moms and dads Yes, and I think that unfortunately you yeah. know that definitely does test the character it of a man like or a more woman. Of the trend, right. quote, yeah, you and know I think I'm social saying? media like has it. a lot to do Hell with that yeah, too. Yes. Unfortunately, I hate to say that in a no, negative but, way, but you know, people are like, oh, I use social media for family. It's like, yeah, you don't even talk to your family, but yet you say you use social media for your family. It's right. Like, I hate finding yeah, out stuff on right, social media right, about the right, family. It's you weird. Know, so I think that I think that the disconnect has become mm-hmm. such a big deal mm-hmm. in the sense of people use digital and technology for their interaction now right. instead of really... It's like texting family members. Right, Weird. right. Being, being present. Personable, now, granted, right. of, of course, with what we're going through now, I kind of kick myself and say that because it's like, well, that's how you have to do things well, now right with Zoom now, and stuff. But, but before, general. and in general, I think that mm-hmm. people have lost that that personal touch of, you know, seeing your mom or seeing your dad. And granted, of course, you know, I Talking. I can say that because I did have a very good relationship up until probably I would say 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I know my mom did pass um, years sorry. ago. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if my father did pass or not. And, and you know, I know that's horrible to say, yeah. but it's the truth. And I'm yeah. going to be very transparent and candid, you know, and yeah. I'm sure there's listeners out there that can relate because, right, you know, I want to be transparent. You know, we're not, no one's family is always perfect. And mm-hmm. mine was pretty much perfect up until I got older and Life was happened. in relationships and stuff like that. There was just a, a disconnect because mm-hmm. my mom and dad or my mom in particular, um, I felt, you know, just wanted me to still be so present in the family but I still had another family to take care of mm. and myself to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I and I consider like my business is my family. Yeah. And and that was a big deal. And yeah. that's where the disconnect lied was that I was starting businesses. I was getting involved in different businesses. I was coming into my own. Yeah. So and did you my feel time toy? management was right. really, you know, my father instilled that work ethic in me yeah. to this day and my mentors um that 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 I I, I owe everything to 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 work and just work and grind mm-hmm. and you know th- you still do need to have time for yourself and find that balance right but when you're in that that zone yeah that that's the time zone to go and, like and you go, know yeah. and I'm glad I did because yeah. I reap the benefits from that now so yeah. it's like you know I don't regret anything and I mean there are times that I wish I think for my my wife that I had that mm-hmm. aspect to show her because yeah. I think that she because she comes from a very solid family and yeah. I love her family more than anything and mm-hmm. they're my family now mm-hmm. um, and I'm very blessed and very humbled to call them that um, because they are so solidified and, yeah. and her sister and stuff but I kind of wish just for her sake mm-hmm. that I had that to share with her because yeah. I know how much of a big part of Mm-hmm. of that is to her. Mm-hmm. So that's my only regret, I think, yeah. out of all of it. And I think it's funny because even with my family, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut, born and raised. And then, you know, my mom was a single mom doing everything she could do. And it's funny because I feel the same way you are with your family. It's kind of the same thing. You have to do what you got to do. For me, growing up, I had to do what I had to do to protect my energy and my well-being and not allow things to be recycled into my children and things right. like that. So I made the same decision as well. And, I, and it's hard. I, it's it really is. hard. I remember that phone call. I was just like, look, I got to disconnect. 
yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I and I hung up the phone. I was like, I felt kind of like relieved yeah. in a way, which which yeah. is horrible to say. No, but, but again, I'm being very honest. honest. And, and, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. not going to lie. You know, mm-hmm. and again, so many people can probably attest to that. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, they want to say these things. And, and like I said, I wasn't disrespectful. I wasn't right. angry or rude. It no. was just, it was one, it was like, it was the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's just finding that right time. And yeah. for me, that was the time. And, so, and listen, do you feel like, you know, for me, blood or not, if it doesn't feel good, I have to remove myself. Unfortunately, you do, especially mm-hmm. in this time, because yeah. life is too short, mm-hmm. you know, and, and granted, you know, again, I don't, I don't take anything away from no. what my parents gave my sister and I, I mean, they sacrificed oh, yeah. and I think that my, my values and my morals are all because of them, Yes, but not just them, all yeah. the people that I've met in, in, in leading up to me becoming mm-hmm. an adult and me being in the position I'm in, you know, you take little bits and pieces, negative and positive from different relationships and different people you and meet, mentors and friends. Yes. Yeah. And I and mean, your people. Right. And people, you know, they always look and say, God, I wish I never met that person or maybe that person wasn't the best person for me at that time in a relationship, yeah. but they're obviously obviously is a reason why you were with them at that time there even if it was and negative there's well, there's, there's that always, there's that whole analogy like what is it? seasons reasons there's and a reason life. for every season right, right, right. there's right, a lesson right. in every and yeah. i honestly i i think uh, yeah. that that holds true i really do you know some people are, are seasons so they're yeah. temporary right but you get but you're supposed to grab right right you grab from something that, from there the, yeah and, and not to sound selfish and no. take advantage of someone but no, you no, grab no, no, no. something from that and then you move on to the next thing and maybe it's a very serious relationship and then you know you you take something from that relationship of maybe you wanted to be a better person and right. you know maybe you wanted to to grow and, and do something different. Yeah. So you know I think that that analogy really does hold true. So I think I think for people that say well why did I meet this person they wasted my time or they weren't really a good friend like you were just saying and, and just to the listeners sometimes when you remove your emotion from that situation or however that relationship or friendship or situationship lasted there's a lesson in there. Yeah. Like there really is. And you don't see it right enough. then. It's because right. it's surface level. Because your emotion right. is blinding yeah. you're that. you're totally right. And then people it. get in your ear and, and you know, of yeah. course, people are gotta, trying to, yeah. And that's unfortunate. But then when you really yeah. sit down and think about it or you look back on it yeah. and you grow, you grow up yeah. and you start becoming a little bit more mature, right. then you kind of look back and be like, damn, you know, yeah. I did kind of get something from that. And oh, yeah. maybe you that girl everything. or that guy that I was dating or, or with yeah. wasn't such a bad thing. It was more me. Yeah. But people never want to take ownership. But you have, that's another That's hard to do. It is. Very it is hard. hard to do, but it's a beautiful part of growing, and it's it's very uncomfortable because we all get comfortable and just are who we are. But when you're able to come outside of that box, so many great things just happen for yeah. you. So let me ask you. Well, for me, sure. I feel like it's funny because my my sons and my daughters would say, "Well, you, well, how many people are in our family?" And you know, for my son's side, their his family, their family is my family as well. Right. So I feel like you know, for the people that I lacked and don't have in my life as far as blood, I feel like my friends took those places. Like, yes. I feel like the gifts that were given to me became my family 100%. members. That was one thing How do you that feel? I, I got, I got a lot of backlash for my mom. It was more my mom. I think that was the one that felt kind of disrespected and why we kind of disconnected because I had so many friends that did take the place of family. Yeah. And you tend to kind of shift your, your, um, yes. your time yep. and your energy. your energy and your, um, I guess, your, your... Sharing and leading Yeah, and like building. just life in yes. general. You shift towards people that you're seeing on a daily basis mm-hmm. and you beat people in the gym and then they become, you know, friends of yours and then you become training partners Family. or yeah. whatever and, yeah. and, and they become a part of your life. They do. And, you know, the only reason I say gym is because that's where I'm always usually at. That's his livelihood. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things like in the radio station, you know, I have yeah. a family here 
And, yep. and you know, you, you start to grow those bonds and it's like Victor and I, you know, we, we have such a special bond. You mm-hmm. and I are like a sister and a brother. Yep. And, you know, who would have ever thought? I know, you know, I used awesome. to listen to you on the radio before I was even considered to do something like this. And yeah. it was even a fruition when Victor and I were talking. Yeah. And now I'm sitting across from you and I love you to death and I respect you so much and I trust, which is a huge, huge thing for me. And it's like, who would have ever thought? But you know what's funny without dropping names because it's not like that. We're a positive, happy show. But it's funny because the other day I was sitting on the toilet because that's what I was doing with my thinking throne. And and in all seriousness, yeah, I was like, you know what's crazy? We were able to meet Big Dave because of what happened to me. Isn't yep, that crazy? Back and everything. But that's the point. You yeah. just said, yep. you know, there's a lesson in right. every season. Yep. And for that season, and I, the person was a great person. Yes. It has nothing to do with anything. It was a fluke but, situation, but yeah. look what happened and how it came about. Still a great person, right. but it's amazing that sometimes in your so-called darkest hours is when you'll find, because that's how we were able to connect with Dave. And then we, here we are having our number one fitness podcast right. on radio.com. It's crazy. incredible. But, it's crazy. Right? It, and you never you never know. No. Yeah, it's pretty But then neat. we never knew it's that we neat. would be isolated and You're stuck with me, buddy. Not 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 being able to do what we need oh, to do COVID. with this. Right. It's like Ugh. who would have ever thought this Nobody. would never happen? No, because this was a year that was gonna be just everything and we were gonna go away right. and take trips right. and blah blah blah. But for whatever reason, yep. hopefully people are finding the most and this positive. Is just a season. See? I see what you did exactly. right there. We're driving here. Yes. All right, so what is your birthday and what is your horoscope sign? So I am November 7th. I was born in 74, so I'm old. No, you're not. <laughs> Just turned 46. Yes. Um, and I'm Scorpio. Yes. So I am stubborn. Oh, God, I, am, I got nothing but Scorpios I around me. I am rough. I am rough and I am... With a big heart, though. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, I feel like Scorpios, at least I can speak for myself yeah. and certain ones that I know... We call ourselves out. It's like we do something wrong, you own it. You yeah. learn from it and you move on. That's true. Don't dwell on it, just go. Every Scorpio Life is five eight is a Scorpio. Short. Yeah, five eights a Scorpio. My daughter's a Scorpio. Right. So and you're it's around true. them. You get yeah. it. You get but it. you know what it is? And and I think for Scorpios, and I'm not like a, a horoscopologist or whatever you want yeah, to call I don't know it, all respect that. to the, you. The, the, the signs and all no, those. Yeah. But one thing is that you guys are brutally honest, but it's always from the heart, even though it doesn't come off like that. Right. It's this most beautiful, weird shit ever. Like, But it's great. So for me, I'm a Virgo. My birthday's August 30th. I just celebrated a birthday. Thought I was going to go to Jamaica and had to cancel it due to the COVID. That's but right. we're here. It doesn't matter. You it's make the best the of the situation. Weather. Come on. <laughs> I mean, the view that we have is the same. Oh, my gosh. So let me just ask you this. With, with the holidays coming up, family traditions. Do you have any family traditions that we could share? Um, Is there something that you look forward to with Turkey Day or Thanksgiving? I, I, or, I go to I mean, Tucson um, now Christmas. because mm-hmm. my, my wife's family's in Tucson and mm-hmm. that's my family now. So yeah. I really look forward to that. Yes. Plus, I love the weather. Is it amazing? It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun environment. They're yeah. amazing people. And, you know, we have our traditions and, and we, we grill the one of the turkeys and then they do. Wow. And then um, Em's mom does a different turkey and just a different type of food. I mean, the food's so all amazing. So you look forward to it. I do because yes. I used to like, I, I'm one of those people that I'm not really big into going to other people's homes and eating. Oh, yeah. My mom is like that. I just don't like that. that. And, yeah. and I don't like some of the food they make. And like, I'm Ugh. real picky about what I eat. Yes. Not Not picky in the sense of like oh, I have to eat clean and this and that. No, right. it's the opposite. Like, yeah. I want the things done a certain way because yeah. it's always I always reflect it back to my mom and dad, how mm. we did Turkey Day mm-hmm. and Christmas right. and stuff like that. Like, my mom and dad went ham at Christmas. Like, That's my ham holiday. Ham at Christmas. Like, yes. You know, there was piles of stuff. Oh. And, you know, food, of course- Leftovers for days. Yeah, like, yeah. but I'm talking presents and stuff. Like, Ooh, we're not yeah, talking food. Yes. So, it's just like, you know, 
I think it's fun to be introduced to new traditions. Yeah, I guess that is exciting. Become your tradition, and, yeah. And I think that's the that's when you know that you're kind of evolving and and becoming Isn't an, an it adult. Neat? It is fun, and I and I look forward to that. It's like I think with my birthday too. It's like. You know, people are always like, well, what can I get you? And what would you like? And he has everything. You just literally so kind of just like, you know, I, I really don't need anything. And when you really look at what you have, like, what do you need? Right. You know, I think I think as I get older, I'd rather see somebody else get something that is in need. But doesn't that and please you and does, make you feel like a reward? It's like I'm very fortunate yeah. and I'm very, 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 very blessed to have what I have. Mm-hmm. I've worked very hard to be where I'm at. Right. But regardless, it's like there's other people that need yeah. bigger things than I do. Yeah. And if I can do that to yeah. help, then by all means, it's like that's that's when I think you you become an adult yeah. and you become successful. It's like you're wearing it. Right, you're because wearing don't the, get me wrong, and, and I say that, and the people are listening that know me are like, he's full of garbage. He wants presents <laughs> up the bazooka, which is true. I love presents, but you know, when you get to a certain age and get to a certain success level, what do you get for someone? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really. funny because we talked about that on um, our show on. And, there's, and that's first world problems. Here. I, I mean, like, that bro, sounds horrible. No, no, and and, and this is just. You're getting to know Big Dave and right. Tasha McKee. This right. is what this is about. So anybody that takes that out of content, yeah, you can go to the corner. Please, You're on don't. timeout. But it's funny because Five Eight and I were talking about during the rush hour mix on KS. I was like, bro, what do you get your trainer, your best friend, your brother who has everything? He's like, love. I was like, there you go. Right. Wrap it up. Right. Like, but it's true. And I think I think the beautiful thing about us busting our ass and you being where you are and me being where I am as a single mom, the you know the, the person in my family who pushed herself to become right. something more. I get reward. I feel a reward by helping other people. And your kids, like when they look at you, and you know, yeah, I feel like there's probably such a reward that oh, when you God. see the little ones sleeping at night, like oh, yeah. they're safe, they're comfortable, yes, they're they're not sick. No, nope. you know, they have food, they yes. have shelter. And I know it sounds so weird to say, yeah, but it's those rewarding. are big things. Yeah. Like, I mean, and we take them for granted. But see, a lot of people now. I think this generation is a microwave generation where they want oh, I totally results like am. this. For me, my children are not raised off of material right. things. Like. They get excited. Mom, we're going to where? Oh my God, we're going to do this? You got me that little skateboard that's for right. your finger? It, like, they get so excited. So, I don't know. I just I just love the fact that we appreciate things. And I don't know if it happens to do with the fact that we're a little bit older and we're well-seasoned. Or we just really genuinely, greatly, and truly appreciate things. You One know? thing like, I've learned over the years being with them is that I feel that I've learned to appreciate memories more so than Aren't they than special? Gifts. And more like uh, materialistic things. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love my I do bags. Too. Give me I still all love my bags. My, Give me all my I still my good love shoes. my cars and this and that. Yes. But real talk, <laughs> it's like you know when you when you sit back and you you look at what you've accomplished and look at what you've accrued over the years. Mm-hmm. I don't need another bag. I don't need another tchotchke thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna end up having to move it, and no one wants to move my but crap. But it starts it starts it, accumulating. It so- and it's like you kind of forget the meaning of why you got that because it just is like another item I guess so and I think that's one thing I learned especially from him it was was you know the memories are more important and you cherish those more so than just the materialistic buying something for someone so that's huge I think no it's it's very very huge and I'll come back to that so for me and our family um my mom growing up always celebrated St. Patrick's Day Puerto Ricans on the block, right. the only ones with green stuff all green over their house. Beer. But it's funny because my son's dad's birthday is on St. Patrick's okay. Day. It's almost like she really she, she yes, like for ever since I was a kid, it's almost right. like she uh manifested that or however, right? And then it happened. It's <laughs> incredible. So it's funny because for us, Christmas in my household is humongous. And 
I remember there were times that we didn't have Christmases growing up. Right. So for me, I'm like, okay, my job, your jo- our job is to be better than our parents and our kids' job is to be better than us. So for us, I just try to do whatever I can. My kids are not one that are about, oh, you got, I got 20 gifts this year, you know. But we have our traditions. We we do a whole Spanish spread. spread do you open a present Christmas Eve? We actually How do you change do it? the traditions okay. we were talking about I, This is night. what I want to get into. Or ask Natasha's question. Okay, so do you <laughs> we, open a, cre- a present Christmas Eve? And then your presents Christmas morning. Yes, that's so. What how we're do you do? do it? We want to hear. So you so go. So normally, um, my son's dad and I will get a bottle of wine and we'll like you know um, wrap up all their gifts Christmas Eve. It's a d- tradition. No matter how tired we are, no matter how many calls he's on, or what I got to do for the station. But this year we're gonna still do that. But this year we're gonna do Secret Santa. So we're gonna do one gift before okay. with the whole family. Okay. And then Christmas morning, that's when the kids lose their. Okay, mind so and do Christmas that. Eve. Are, do you allow the, the the kids to open one gift or no? We're gonna do that this year. Okay, yes. So they open. So what was it before? Here. No. No. It was no gifts. No, because they're ready to go to bed at six. Little shits. Right. They're like because well, oh they God, want Santa, Santa to come. Right. Is that him? And I go all out, Dave. Yeah, like I I'm put sure glitter. I open the window. Oh, yeah. I put snow. Especially this year because everyone has to be home. Yeah. So it's gonna be crazy. But I'm the parent that. What about I, stockings? I fill those things. Do up. you they wrap your stocking stuffers? No. No, I really? don't. I just throw them it's in there. It's interesting because Chocolate money, here's what's like... funny is a lot of people I have met over the years <laughs> and even M's family do yeah. not wrap stocking stuffers. What, do you think we should? I wrap every stocking stuffer in the stocking. So do you so want shaving to be a surprise? cream and shaving, you know, <laughs> always little little things. Butt but what's plugs. funny? I'm kidding. Oh, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just kidding. But I'm what's kidding. funny is is that is that <laughs> I was drinking my coffee. What's funny is, is that I, my mom used to wrap all of our gifts like professionally. I love. They that. were literally Presents. the ribbons. Yeah, everything was like with the with the with the scissors. Perfect. Like you so would have the squirrel. Yeah, like it looked like everything was gift wrapped professionally. That's me. And and literally, of course, we would count every gift. And yes. this was when I was younger. My sons do that. I, I still count gifts. I'm not going to lie, but so I just don't want everyone out. to know. But in, in all honesty, <laughs> I I wrap stocking stuffer. So I remember the first year in, in Christmas with, with, with her family, everyone's like, well, what is going on with M's area? And I'm like, because I just kept bringing stuff out and bringing stuff out. And they're like, What's okay, what the hell M's is going on here? Because you got to understand, M's yes. birthday is Christmas Eve as well. So she's double So time. I get whacked. I love it. Not only Christmas Eve, but then Christmas Day. Uh. And then I get New Year's because, of course, you got to do something New Year's too. My best friend's birthday so is the night before So I too. get hit yeah. And I have to separate them. Right. So gifts are for Christmas Eve, Christmas yeah. birthday, yeah. Eve, and then Christmas Day is Christmas. <laughs> and then, of course, I don't know if people give gifts for New Year's, but I do. And I'm a, I am love giving gifts because I love swap surprising. Money and I love, like, seeing people's faces. Right. Isn't I just love, I love it because I'm very spontaneous and Ugh. I don't really give a damn what anyone says. I, I just like to do that. So I think it's, we used to do one gift Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. At night before bed, okay. and it was usually like something you could play with. Okay, so like pajamas, like you put pajamas, pajamas a game on, or, oh, like okay. yeah, Legos or a game. Now, granted, I can tell you how many Christmases my mom screwed up and would give me like a video game, <gasps> and I didn't even have the console for the video Damn game. It. And my dad would be like, "Okay, Pam, what the hell?" Oh, she tried. So then she started labeling him in a certain way that she would know exactly what was in Good the packages. Job. Oh. But you know, so you can't obviously give a white like your no, girlfriend you or someone 
the per the wallet, and then you give her the purse the next day. Like what, like, what are you doing? She's like, what the hell? Like, Why is this where's there? the purse? Like, this doesn't match. <laughs> so I'm sure people can attest to this horrible problem that we have oh here. Oh my god! But it's just funny how tradition. So then we would open all of our Christmas gifts mm-hmm. Christmas morning and rotate, so everybody can enjoy watching someone. It would take hours. I'm gonna steal that. Hours. It's it would okay. take hours. I'm gonna steal but that. But it's fun because you know you take pictures and and videos and. So we would I open do. one present Christmas Eve, yeah, and then watch a Christmas show. Okay, their tradition is Elf. All right, ours used to be Christmas Vacation. Our, okay, they think I'm stupid. Ours because is I watched Elf. That. Chris, well, Christmas Vacation was about ours. Die is- Hard is still. That's a good question for our listeners. No, out there. I'm not is Die Hard a Christmas? No. Movie. For grown people? I think it is. It may be for grown people. Okay, so our listeners need to DM us and Instagram (laughs) us and call in and email. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We want to know. Okay. And then Christmas morning, we'd open our gifts. And my mom, then after the Christmas gifts, my mom would make breakfast. Okay, and we'd all help. And then we would open stocking stuffers after breakfast. This was like a five-hour ordeal. Oh, God. So No, I for me, um, I, I cook a crab quiche for breakfast. Ew. My kids love it. It's got spinach and cheese. I just don't and, like crab. That's why. Uh, so. It's the same it thing, and bomb. they can't wait. Right. And so then we- But that's just Christmas. It's only Christmas. Christmas morning. Yep. So then we normally start doing this tradition the day after Thanksgiving where we make uh, pateles. And pateles are root vegetables that are broken down into like a, a, a almost like a cream of wheat kind of a look, and you stuff it with meats, and okay. you, 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 you boil them till they're cooked. We can't do that here because there's no Puerto Rican restaurants oh, or markets out here. Right. So we've been to everything. So normally so we do Bell that. is on the agenda Brother, now. no. We don't even know. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. She you're gonna have some nachos by Grande on Christmas Day. But we normally have a, like a very big right. Spanish like spread, and we thing. just yes, and we just have fun and celebrate. And in Puerto Rico, we celebrate um, Three Kings Day, so it's after Christmas. So normally okay. they're celebrating all year. So right. that was the goal this year, but we couldn't do that. And but. now you got football games on, of course, that are always fun. Basketball I games. Mean, so the season starts the 22nd for basketball. Basketball, I'm excited 22nd. about. Football is just you know. See, football is always fun at Christmas, and right. there's always always Philly, Dallas. Always Philly, Dallas, Detroit, and uh, I try. I'm trying to think of I the try. other team that always plays, but those are the, always the three that play. But I try. It's just funny how the traditions are always different. I love hearing different people's traditions. I really do. I do too, because then it also gives you a chance to kind of switch some things up. Because yeah. that's how you grow, you know. Right, right. Instead of do it, and I told my family last night we talked about it because my house is a mess. I got three Christmas trees all over the house. Nothing's decorated. Right, not yet. We're gonna turn on the lights the day after Turkey Day. Yeah, you day, can't but do it until Thanksgiving. I'm trying. So now, you know, they started playing Christmas music yes. on Easy 1430. Yes. So, and it's before Thanksgiving. So yeah. I, I like it. I I'm love it. I'm all about it. My mom started playing it. She's like, Alexa, play it. It just Easy. makes you feel good. It does, because especially right now with the COVID, yes. I think it's like the best thing. So and there's always I'm the first three songs. It's always Mariah. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> always Mariah. All oh, for Christmas. Yeah, it's always Christmas. that one. And Mariah uh, looked good in that. She, she looked did. bomb. She was stiff, but she, she looked good. She would be fun under the tree. <laughs> oh <laughs> Not going to lie. Moving <laughs> on. What is your favorite holiday of the year? Real quick. Five. I think Christmas. Four, mine too. Yeah, Christmas. Okay. Do you like summer, fall, winter, or spring? I like summer and fall. Why? I love the heat. Oh, not me. I love the heat. I love the sun. I love the sun. I love the sun, but I don't like being hot, which is funny. But I love the sun. Super hot. Yeah. 
like 120 degrees, okay. like Arizona heat. And I love fall because I love the leaves and yes. I love the colors. Especially here yes, in yes. Colorado, guys, so if you've pretty. never been. And I really never respected Ugh. that until I moved here. You think? I, I didn't because I lived in Florida. I lived in Cali. I lived in Texas. And they didn't really have seasons. So yeah. when I moved to Colorado, I mean, you have, you have snow in the morning and you have sun in the afternoon. It's incredible. You got a layer. But it, listen, I feel like Colorado's a girl because she's just so beautiful with all four of her seasons. Oh, yeah. Mine are uh, fall. And she will put the smack down on you if you take advantage. Yeah. And winter is my freaking favorite. All right, so early to bed or a late night owl? Late night owl. Seriously? Like, what time do you go to bed? I go to bed at like nine, but then I'll watch TV and then I'll play some PlayStation. Oh, so you're you're not you're not going. I'm to not bed. going to bed. You're in the I'm bed. I'm in bed just chilling, and then I'll 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 play my video game. What video you know, game? I'm playing golf right now. I love golf. I'm Seriously? Yep. Would you go to like a golf place? Yeah, I love golf. Not like top golf, like the green. No, I play like my PlayStation golf. Okay. Yeah, and then I play Madden, of course. I'm a big sports person on PlayStation. Do you have a name handle so that they can follow you? Hit you up? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't? No. Okay. I don't want no one following me on Oh that. my God. I go to bed just like you. I go to bed early, but I always take homework to bed. I don't fall asleep, and I look and I right. do research. I'll look at workouts. I'll write tons of workouts for Dude. people the next day. So I'm always busy in bed. Yes, not that type of busy, but busy in bed, being productive. He just got married, so being we productive. want him to be M. We need a girl I'm and a boy. Productive. <laughs> so I'm being productive. So if you're in bed and you're being productive, what are you watching? Netflix. I love, I love CNN. Really? Uh huh. I, mean, I always have it's CNN bad. on, ESPN. Okay. But I love like um, Dateline. I mm. like Dateline. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big um, Schitt's Creek. Brother, I saw that and I thought about you and M. Yes. And I was like, I'm not going to watch Schitt's it because I'm going to get addicted. It's a little bit soft in the beginning. Uh-huh. It's slow. Yeah. But then the second season, it blows <laughs> up. And the nice thing about them is they're like 20 minutes, but they're fun. Yeah. You know, and then and, and you get caught in the moment. You're like, oh my God, I watched three of them. Because they come I got to go to bed. But they don't but even. Yeah. It's just, and they're just funny. And they won I'm so many awards. I'm going to try my best to watch it. Really? But I like the, I, I'm a documentary guy. I love learning and documentaries. Especially like musicals. Like Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I just like documentaries. Um, Netflix originals are bomb, yes, bro. I like those. Um, but I like um, I like news and Me sports. Too. News and sports. I, to be honest, without getting too deep, I like news now ever since last Saturday. Yes. Well. Yeah. Honestly. And it's it's not even throwing a jab at either side because one day we'll talk about politics because right. I don't care for either side. But I we got it. We People made the decision. I 100% right? agree. It's just so lighthearted now. Right. It's, it's just, not so It's deep. not so stressed out. Right. I started be feeling like I was becoming a uh, big shout out to Alec King, the rapper from Colorado. He's giving us a call during our podcast. But I feel like I started becoming... Very stressed out. Mm-hmm. I feel like I became Even the snappy. reporters were stressed out. Bro, Like, yes. you could totally tell. I feel like I was on edge, and I didn't realize how on edge I was until after the whole thing. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I, I felt the same way. The news now. I felt like a big boulder was lifted off my back right? on I, Saturday. I didn't when, like, I felt like I was changing. Like, yeah. I felt like you my got heart angry. wasn't, yeah. Your like, patient level was just, Why you're not on yeah, top? Why yeah. you're not doing this? And then you have COVID you on top of it. So, yeah. I mean, it's very, very easy to get sucked in. It is just was so much. So, let me ask you quick. How were you as a kid in school? Were you a part of the smart kids, the Cool kids? Did you I ever was, skip class? I had a lot of learning disabilities in school. Really? I had a really bad comprehension issue. Um, I had a really bad reading and writing issue. Um, was never diagnosed until like literally sophomore year of high school. So I had a really hard time like comprehending and, and paying attention. Really? Um, so that was a really big drawback for me in school. My 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 bonus was I, I, I was very good athletic. So I could I played sports a lot. So mm-hmm. I played football at a very young age, and I was able to play football, which got me through a lot. Because unfortunately, when you're that type of athlete, you mm-hmm. guys, I, I'm sure everybody knows, like 
they push it kind of through a little bit, which they probably shouldn't. Does sports help yeah, you get the through? Sports, sports totally help me. And and then I I moved a lot. I lived in 24 different states mm. and growing up. And it definitely affected my sister more than it affected me in the sense of like friendships and stuff. So a lot of the schools that I went to, a lot of the kids had known each other and were in multiple schools mm. together. Right. So they transitioned from elementary to middle to high together. school together. Have so I was walking into a lot of schools just not you're kind of blind How was and that I was for the new you? kid. It was hard. It was very hard. Definitely bullied a lot because I was very small when I was in school. Um, I was literally, I graduated 120 pounds senior year of high school, 120, 130. Wow. So then I got into the whole gym scene, you know, in high school. I mean, I l- always went to the gym and when I played football, but I was never like shown how to lift and mm-hmm. eat and all that kind of stuff. Do you think the way the kids treated you kind of pushed you to go that way in with the lifting or that was just a Honestly, part of Honestly, it was just, out. it really just kind it just of, it, 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 no, it didn't. It wasn't like, well, I'm going to get big to show them. No, it wasn't like that. And I think, unfortunately, that happens a lot now right? as opposed to when I went to school because right. I graduated in 93. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was kind of back when they had like horse and buggy and like mm-hmm. like you had a flashlight when Stop you walk it. up the, the dirt road. He gets on my nerves. So, but, you know, there wasn't street signs back then, you know, it, cattles were crossing, were. but, oh you know, God. so yeah, it was like, but in all honesty, it was like, I just kind of like got with the right people and they kind of showed me the gym and, and I got a membership and I, I started working out and, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My body really took to it and yeah. it, was, it was like kind of a calling and That's I got awesome. with the right people that kind of took me under the wing. And Do you it, remember around about the age you were at that time where you felt like this is what, this is my calling. This is me. Like 17. Seriously. So I went to college. I went to school in Nebraska. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they, they, they lifted very regularly and I kind of got in with some of those guys and then I started doing some security at some of the little, like kind of like little bars around the area. I wasn't a big drinker. Good. I never drank. Yeah, and you're not really, really a drinker there's anyway. Nothing, there's nothing to do in Nebraska except right. play sports or drink okay. and hang out in the cornfields. So, I mean, I would I was starting to do security and I kind of would follow the lead of some of the guys that kind of showed me how to do it and then security turned it into bodyguarding and bodyguarding turned into a business for me. Who are some, you want to talk about your security, your bodyguarding? How long I, did you do that for? I did that for, God, almost 18 years. So did I did private celebrities, I did sports authorities, I've done Kenyon Martin, I did a ton of a ton of Nuggets, a ton of Broncos, yeah. I did, you know, private equity guys, I did, God, celebrities, Britney, and all those guys. So yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate. So with that part of your life, in short, what did you take from that for Dave, to learn for Dave, to mold Dave? I learned how to shut up and listen. Wow. Definitely. And I think that that whole analogy you get more by not talking and listening mm. is totally true. Isn't you know? it crazy? It is crazy. And I think that we all go through that phase from a maturity level. Yeah. Like, you know, I was definitely a talker in school. And I think I talked a lot because I didn't understand. So I was kind of the class clown because that I wanted to be accepted. Huge right I there. totally wanted to be accepted. So I would make fun of things and disrupt the class to be the center of attention because I didn't know these kids. Just so to take I wanted, the focus to, off I wanted you. to fit in. And, and, you know, that was a big thing for me when I was in elementary, middle school, because I didn't understand what was going on. And my mom and dad were very quick to get tutors and stuff like that. But the school was not understanding that I I had an issue. Like I didn't understand what I was reading. I didn't understand what they were teaching. Right. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. I wasn't in tune with it because I, there was no interest for me in it. So because you weren't connecting, you didn't have an interest. So therefore I would make a mockery of the class and disrupt 
and get the attention that way. So, so I was in the principal's office a lot and in detention a lot. And it wasn't because. But did you really feel inside like this is not who I really am? This is like, did you feel like, okay, I'm doing all these different things, but there's an issue. Like you really knew that inside your I, heart. I thought that there was an issue as I got older because there were certain things that I would be told to read for homework that I actually did have interest in. And then I would not understand it. So real quick. Yeah. I think we're disconnected, my big bro. What was it about reading? When you read something, I would you read, could absorb it? I would read something on page one and go to page five or six or next chapter and completely not know what chapter one was about. So then when I had to do a book report or something on that, it was very difficult for me because they would want me to write about what I just read and mm-hmm. characters and character descriptions. And I would not know anything about the character they were describing in the beginning of the book. So if they would have let you listen to an audio, would that have stuck with you better? An audio would have stuck with something better or someone reading it to me. And I would I would have there was a learning center that I was I was diagnosed wow. to in my high school that they finally said, Dave, we want to give Dave some tests. Yes. And the high school that I went to in Nebraska was the first one that kind of started diagnosing me and they were like, he he gets it. But he's not applying what he's learning. Mm-hmm. He wants to learn it. And, and it's hard to explain that. It is hard because, as a kid. you know, and my mom and dad, my dad in particular was very smart. My dad was probably one of the best businessmen I've ever met. Yeah. And my father was very smart with numbers. He was in fiber optics, telecommunications. Uh-huh. And my dad would sit endless hours with me at the dining room table and explain math and explain grammar. Yeah. And I just would not understand it. My mom would be like, Gus, my father's name was Gus. He he doesn't he's trying and my dad's like I know he is but this is this is stuff he should already know being in the grade that he's in I mean here I am in tenth grade and yeah. I don't even know algebra right and it's not that I didn't know it I didn't understand it see I was and that- I wanted to learn it and yeah. I was willing to but learn it's frustrating it, but that was the thing is that if it didn't have interest to me then I really didn't apply myself yeah and that was and and, and granted that's not the way wow. you really can do school but a lot of kids really unfortunately. That's how they learn. What would you say to parents that are listening now that are kind of like frustrated with their kid not realizing that there may be something? Because let's be clear before we go, you answer that. I was the same way. I can learn and absorb it better if I heard it or if you read to me. Right. But if my teacher was monotone, this is yes. going to be the... And right. I checked out. Right. I would check out on you. And so we discovered that for me really quick my freshman year. But what would you say to parents who are listening now and are kind of like, you know what? That might be my kid. What would you suggest they do in short? I think that the biggest thing for me was that the teachers started realizing... Thank God. As a, as a group... For good teachers. That, you know, I, I was disruptive because... Oh. I didn't I didn't understand what they were trying to show me, but there was no reason why I shouldn't have understood it. I guess if that makes sense. And mm. I'm trying to trying to verbalize it in a way that you guys would understand. Right. Um I wanted to learn and I was there to learn. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten enough trouble going through middle school that when I went to high school, you know, I I, I needed to apply myself because I didn't want to get in trouble anymore. Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad were so understanding because mm-hmm. my mom and dad were like, look. He's doing the homework. We're helping him with this. I mean, my mom and dad were great. They were so supportive. And I think it's, it starts with the parents. I mean, you know, the parents have to be there to help and support. But let me too. tell you, it is frustrating for my father that is so educated and so smart 
to show me something so rudimentary that I should already know by age 14, 15, that kids that are six are learning. Mm. And I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So my parents were the ones to be like, look, you know, we think there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. So the teachers took it from there and then they were like, we want to test him. Mm -hmm. And they started doing a lot of testing Mm -hmm. for me. And they realized that I did have, I needed, I needed more time to take tests. I needed Mm -hmm. someone to read the questions to me mm-hmm. and I wasn't such under the gun to answer them in a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. So I was allowed to take tests in the testing center mm-hmm. and it was almost like there was a, a group of teachers that on their off time they would be in this testing center and then it's in a social environment that you would go there and you would basically do your homework with them and they would help you through it. They wouldn't answer the questions for you, but they would help, but they you. Would help you understand so you good about what it. I was doing so I understood it so I could do it on my own. And I'd be honest with you, if I didn't have that... It would have been very difficult. Now, granted, I got into college by my football ability, mm-hmm. and 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 of course, you know that probably wasn't the best thing. But I'm saying that and being honest because Somebody that's what there, happens to a lot of these kids right. that are inner city kids and kids that don't Just have that opportunity. General, yeah. If they have the sports ability, they're going to push these kids and through. And that's crazy. That's true in the inner city. And it's sad that because is when they get hurt. From. They have mm-hmm. nothing else to fall back on because the, the school just throws them out and they're done. They've yeah. got what they needed from them. It and sucks. then they're screwed. And they have no educational background. Some of these kids can't even read at the age 19. <sighs> and that's not okay. No. And so I was very fortunate that the teachers that worked with me to this day, I really owe them a, a sense of gratitude because I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. But now what's funny is, is that with my profession that I've chosen to do with the multiple professions that I have and companies that I own and I'm vested interest in, Math is a huge thing for me, and I have to know numbers like the back of my hand, Mm -hmm. and I do. And it's Mm -hmm. almost like I taught myself, Yeah, and I feel so, yes, the way I understand it. Mm -hmm. And I look back at the teachers back then, and what I know now, I would have blown through school. Yeah, and I and I was interested, but I think the problem with school these days is that, unfortunately, I think that the... The, the schools need to teach a curriculum that kids can take outside of high school, learn to budget, learn to do hey, a car payment, so many, yeah. learn, learn to to negotiate a rent, learn to balance a checkbook. Learn these about are, credit. These learn are things, about, yeah. yeah what, what, is, what is a FICO score? And, and I think that unfortunately, yes, there are certain things that kids need to learn about, you know, American history and where our forefathers came from and how things are, how things have come to where they but are. But we also got to learn how to not recycle history too, because that's a whole other show. That is, and that's the problem is that so many but... kids just don't know rudimentary things and when they get out on their own and there's a lot more than we think there are, they don't even know how to, to 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 pay a cell phone bill. Yeah, you know. There's, I just, I think sometimes they just need to change up a lot of things in school. Just, I don't know, just to help Modern the kids. Day because things. what am I gonna do with certain things that right. I can't, that I learned in school that you tested me on that yeah. I stressed out about that I yes. stood up late for and yes. I can't use outside of my life? But unless it's that particular profession, right? So for me, growing up as a kid, I was a quiet little girl out of two boys. Um, I was a nerd. I was somehow I became a cheerleader in high school. Don't know how the hell that happened. Right. Um, but I was bullied. Don't see you dancing around with pom poms. I, I was just don't. awesome. I was great, but I was the girl at the bottom that held everybody else up and wanted to drop them sometimes. But I didn't. God lowers. Listen, God knows. <laughs> but I was bullied as a kid for a very long time. So I went through a lot with my mom. My mom was a single mom. Um, raising three kids by herself. She was going to college and hair school at the same time, just being just amazing. She still is amazing. I don't know what I would do without her, but growing up for me, it was really hard. We lived on the east side of Bridgeport, Connecticut. I was bullied by my god sister's family member, one of them, and God knows where the hell she is. See me now, bitch! 
right. no, I'm kidding. And I think but, that, and it's funny you say that now. It's like I wish the teachers back then and some of the kids I went to school with could see me now. Well, that that's the thing is like when you're younger, you don't want confrontation. I just wanted to go to school and get an education. And so the thing about it is that this person thought it was okay to bully somebody who was quiet, who was a nerd, who got things done, whose mom was they got not home of, as often. Yeah. They got a and bunch it of, and it speaks volumes about her and her mother. Like right. it it shows that you weren't in tune with what was happening in your household. So all. that was not just your child's fault, it was your parents' fault too because if the mother's like that, mm-hmm. then of course it's yeah, going to trickle it, it effect. It totally trickles down. Right. So for me, I dealt with that um and I was a good kid um we went through a lot I had a lot of abuse in my life but I'm not sharing that to be sad I'm sharing that all to say that regardless of what we go through in our life even if it's dark or not good you can always come out of that um for me as a child I lost my virginity at the age of four to my son my my son my babysitter's son and I grew up hating the color red and so it's funny because I met my grandfather about eight years ago. We found my grandfather. That's a whole other conversation one day. But I'm so thankful to have a strong military man in our family. I'm just really excited about that. But I, he loves the color red. So when we met him, I'm like, oh, my God, I hate that color. <laughs> Because that was what the room looked like. That right. was what was the, the the bed looked like. And, right. you know, this was somebody that was supposed to be taking care of me. So for my life, I went through struggles, and I think it started that young. And then not having a father figure that was consistent in our life. My mother did everything regardless and got it done. And then, you know, that's where the bullying comes in. So when you're molested, you, you know, you go through somebody taking something from you. If you don't tell your parents, I'm going to kill your Siamese cat or I'm going to do this. Right. So the trickle effect for me started at the age of four or five years old, which is weird, right? You wouldn't think it would ever be that young. I mean, like, I wonder sometimes if those things didn't happen to me, where would I have been? I'm thankful where I am, but you stole something from me. You stole something from any woman or any boy out there that go or guy that goes through that. And so from there, I, I it's funny because maybe two years ago, I thought to myself, wow, I have a, a, a domino effect from being molested to the bullying for four years, mm-hmm. right? Then going into a very abusive relationship. Right. And then I got tired of it and stopped it. But you know what I'm saying? But that's not many. Not many and that's the how. thing. Right. Just because you go through bad things doesn't mean that's where you're going to be. At some point, once you start realizing who you really are, and I know you hear people say, oh, know your worth is so cliche, but really know how awesome you are humbly, then you won't allow those things. But I didn't know that. Well, that and it becomes your norm. It does. And, it did. and when no one goes in to swoop you off and save you, right. you don't know anything. Well, different. that's the thing is I think when you don't have a consistent male figure in your life right and and a lot of the male figures in my family at the time were too busy trying to find themselves and they weren't there for my the only one that was there was my mother my um father's brother who passed away and i actually moved to la to take care of him at a young age so i learned a lot i learned he was your stable individual he was my stable yeah and and he is a beautiful person god bless his soul and gay guy taught me how to take care of gay man taught me how to do my hair taught me how to put on makeup taught me how to walk in heels like all the things that i needed to learn which came from a man which was awesome but it was see you now oh he would he would love my kids and beyond because he favored my brothers and i but i think you know I don't know. Just going through all those different things, I just want people to take from what I'm sharing today, right now. Is because that it's not you don't all. Have to sit it's, there. And I think the biggest thing is the reason why we did this is because people tend to think that you know we don't go through certain things or that we, we don't have that perfect. background. I can't ever attest to any abusive family because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I don't ever mm-hmm. speak on that because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, people are like, well, I understand how you feel. No, I don't understand. How I you hate feel. when people say I that. Know, I know. I hate that. that and you line. can't even, even saying, well, I can't, um, I can imagine. No, you no, can't. No, you can't because my mom and dad, you know, 
we grew up in a very, very, very flourishing household. I mean, right. again, we had hard times, but my parents didn't expose us to those things. Like, yeah. They would shield us from those, right. which parents are supposed to do. And that's what my mom thought she was doing right. with us. She didn't know. And she, it's just, exactly. The and if she is, knew now what she knew then, right. it would be completely different. So that's why my fight is just like, I people need to be careful who you leave your children with. Your kids cannot communicate to you that they can, you know, and I hate when I hear people, people say, well, my kids would have told me. You're trying to right. explain to your teachers not how you're necessary. not absorbing this yeah, information. Yeah. So how the hell am I supposed to tell you that a grown man decided to take off my underwear and do something to right. me? Right, which you didn't know right, right from wrong. It's right. like if you said something negative to him, well, I don't want to get in trouble. Right. You know, so Tosh didn't listen to me that, tonight. Right, and right. I can't tell right. you how long it was, but it was just, it just a horrible situation. But how I'm, many other people out there feel mm-hmm. that or have had that compartmentalized in their brain or in their mind that they've never said anything about it. You have to. And you have to. And you, you know, have to. I mean, yes, it's going to be hard, but you know what? It always gets easier. Because it becomes, if you don't heal, you healing doesn't mean you forget about it and it never happened. Healing means you, when you think about it, it no longer affects you the way it used to affect you, right? right. So I think if you don't handle that, or pay attention to it and confront it. It's a trickle effect into your relationships, into anything else that's going to happen in your life. I don't care who you are. And not only that, I think that the the problem is too is that the person that is in the position of doing those horrible things to someone, who knows if they're going to do it to somebody else? Oh God! And so that's what you have to think about. Yes, yeah. you're going to have a really rough time, and it's going to be a patch of, oh, yeah. of rough, but. You think about how many people you could be helping and saving to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, because if they do important. it to one, yeah. they're probably going to do it to another, unfortunately. It's just leave your children with a space where they can talk to you about things. And the best thing you can do as parents, because we think we know it all. Oh, you're feeling fine. Go Such sit down. Go grab your phone. Point. I was going to say listen something about that. Listen to them. Like, listen. And my mom, she did. You was- know, so I can't, She she's not to blame. I didn't tell her about any of this stuff until I was 15 and I was beyond suicidal. And see, that's where... I differ completely because, and that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I always tell people when they ask me how my dynamic was growing up, Mm -hmm. we could talk about anything. Yeah. I mean, I could go on a date with a girl and Mm -hmm. I could be intimate with that girl or a little handsy with the girl. Like if that And talk to your parents? And I could talk to my mom and dad about that. And my mom and dad never shunned us about that. Yeah. And you know, my mom and dad were the type of parents that like if if everybody came over, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and like one of the guys was like, well, I had a beer. Well, you better put your keys in the bowl and you're not leaving this house. Yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't they shun they didn't shun us for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why my mom and dad never set a curfew on my sister and I. Now, mm-hmm. granted, my sister needed a curfew because she was a wild girl. <laughs> but what was funny was is that my parents never put a lot of guidelines on us because yeah. The more guidelines they put, I think you put on your children, the more they're gonna test them out. Yes. Now granted, not my, all, but my most. mom and dad would be like, look. We're not going to set a curfew for you guys. Yeah. If you guys want to come home later, just let us know where you're at. Yeah. Okay. And, As, and be responsible. Because there's a trust So there. then when that was the case, mm-hmm. we didn't go out. Yeah. We knew we could, but we didn't. But I it, like, I yeah. would lay on the end of the bed of my mom and dad's bed, mm-hmm. okay, and watch TV with them. And that's what we did on Friday night. And I would get in, invited to go to football parties and stuff like that. But I loved hanging out with my parents. I love that. Because we had such a good time. It's really important and for adults to give that. anymore. But, but you, you just know what don't it is? see that. Because this, you ever go out to a restaurant, in short. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. And you see everybody on their yep. damn phone. There's so no communication. No. And it's like, let me tell you, we have rules in my house. And we're not like tech savvy people. Right. Like, of course, we have the latest whatever. Sure. But dinner time, there's no need to look at the phone. When I get home from work, I sit in my car for 20 minutes to get, you know, the work off my brain yep. and get ready for mom mode. Because when I walk inside, mom, look at this. Right, I did it back right, to it. Oh my right, God. right. But it's like, 
this generation is allowing technology to absorb their kids. And you don't know what the hell they're looking. What happened to what you said in the beginning? Memories. Memories are more than anything. And I'm going to be honest. I meant to ask you this, too. I'm always nervous that if I, when I get older, that I'm gonna forget these beautiful memories, and they're better, more expen- They're they're better than money. They're better than the best foods. Like, have you ever thought to yourself, you know, when you get older, that you're you're a little nervous about forgetting and not no. remembering something? It's funny you ever because think about like, that? I I have a very vivid memory, and I remember everything. I'm very fortunate that yeah. my memory is great. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife would beg to differ i'm sure on many things but <laughs> that's I, happened with i have a very very good memory and it's funny because i will hear a song or yeah i will hear like <laughs> someone say something yeah and i can remember sitting in a classroom at my desk yeah with my trapper keeper if oh, everybody remembers a trapper, trapper keeper keepers. okay the one that folded out three Bro, times they were so bad i would but they set broke up quick. i would set up my little perimeter around my wow. desk okay and yeah, I would have my 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 pencil box. Yeah. Oh okay. God. What color was it? I th- I think it was green because my favorite color was Why green. Why did I see green? Blue. Okay. Yeah. It definitely sure as hell wasn't red, <laughs> and because we don't like the color red. Uh, no, I do but, now. But I do now. What's funny I've come was a long way. I remember I would sit and mm-hmm. look out the window. Yeah. In school, when yeah. when you could actually see out the window, and I would Bruh. watch cars drive by, and I would be like, I wonder where they're going. And I wonder what they're doing. Yes. And when I drive by a school now, I look at the school, and it's funny because I'll be in my car now, mm-hmm. and I've gone through so many different phases of life. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm 46 now. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I am a lot. so humbled and, and so f- blessed in what I've done and who I've had in my life. I'll sit in my car and just have a smile on my face. Yeah. And I'll catch myself putting a song like LL back on back in the day yeah. like I need love or yeah. I'm bad or something dun, like that dun, right dun. and I'll play it and I'm like I remember it when I heard back. that song mm-hmm. and I was skateboarding back in the day or I was sitting in school going god I wish I was out yeah. and I don't want to be here yeah. and I'll drive by thinking of those kids in school going I wonder what they're thinking of and and I think of like the car I'm driving now yeah, and like I never thought I would ever be in the car that I am now, or live where I am now, well, or, or eat where I eat now. And no, it's like you and take it's... it so much for granted when your parents are paying those bills, right? But now, as an adult, I, I look back and I'm like, I can smell certain scents, and yeah, I, and I and do. It takes and you it's back so vivid, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the awesome. I love thing that. In the world. I love that. Quick question: What did you think you were going to be when you grow up? Go, a fireman. Really? Or a or a or trash man? I really trash man. Make money, always, I wanted to I be the guy in the back of the truck. I wanted to deliver kids. You could be a good OBGYN. I My last name, I could totally be an OBGYN. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. No, but you probably be like get that funky thing out of well, here. See, I would, I would, I would be it. I'd have my assistant go in and be like, okay, a squirt of axe. I'll be in five minutes, oh my and then God. I'm gonna roll it all and examine you. All right. Question: What is something you enjoy doing that doesn't cost money? Go. Oh God! Yep. Want um, me to go first? Can you... I say that on the radio? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God! Um, I, I got would sweaty. say driving, driving in my car, just cruising, just driving in my car, and yeah. being so fortunate to have a car, yeah, and to have the car that I worked so hard to get, yeah. So yeah, driving in my car, I think gives me really, or or just 
I don't know, just talking to M, maybe. Yeah. Like, just sitting, talking about random garbage on our patio. You know, I swear, during the COVID, I've learned a lot more about myself. It's the simple things, and I wish I would have saw this before, but life was so fast, and things were moving. But for me, something that doesn't cost anything that actually makes me happy is cleaning. Yeah, I love to clean, too. Bro, I'm you, a clean freak. My family is like th- me, too. Yeah. So yesterday, last night, we're talking. I said, listen, this weekend, we're donating to people before they wind up. Because, you know, right oh now, God, we're at stay at home. out stuff, yeah. So I'm, I enjoy organizing yes, stuff. Like, I do, too. There's a sense of, like... It makes me feel it good. It feels so good when you walk in and you're like, oh my God, there's yeah. no clutter. But it's like when women are pregnant and we know the baby's getting ready to come, we start nesting. We start, throw this out. We don't need that. Nope, right. it's time for, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's you're what makes hoarding. me. No, not at all. All right, what's your opinion on second chances in relationships, whether they're love relationships or friendships? Depends on the situation and what they did. Damn. I okay. think that's the biggest thing. Um, I had a, an episode happen this last year. Uh-huh. You know about it. We'll rename Nameless. It was something that I wish we could have reconciled because the person was very close to me. Yeah. But he hurt us very badly. Okay. So it was something that we could not let go. See, for me, I don't know. It depends. You know, if I feel for me, second chances, abuse, I'm not giving you a second chance. I'm too busy trying to get myself out. I'm kind of funny when it comes, well, I'm very funny when it comes to, if you lie to me one time, it makes me think about everything. And like, did you lie to me yeah, here you or start there? second so guessing different. every situation. So, so I don't know. Yeah. And so I like, think it really depends on the circumstance. Right now, yeah. Right now I'm in a situation where a friend of mine, I introduced this person to, I introduced somebody to my friend. And I thought that the person could be beneficial to my friend. Okay. And so, and tell me if I'm wrong, be honest, because I know you, I love that you are like that. So I introduced somebody to my friend and this person I thought would be good for this person. And he came in and he began, he started to demean my character. You? Yeah. So this to my friend. Behind your back. Behind my back. And so the person told me what this person was saying about me. And so I wind up cutting him off yeah. and not talking no to him. And too. then I later found out two, three years later that my friend was still talking to this person and it oh, upset me. Yeah. It made my trust feel different with the person. Was I wrong for that? No, because the person was lying blatantly to you. Because it's demeaning my character when so I'm a good person. So they became close friends, right. On your expense, right? And basically, that other person that yes, you didn't to... cut out was basically appeasing you and lying to you too, right? So, so then, I would cut them both out, and yeah. yeah. So it's it's just, and that's it's... one thing I'm very bad at, right. and I can own that is that I am very quick. I, I have a quality of me that's probably not the best one, mm-hmm. but I can cut someone off and not think twice See, about it. See, but I learned that from... And I think it's good and bad. No, it's, it's good it's, and bad. It's funny that we're talking about this because I swear it was maybe last week I thought to myself, what is the trickle effect to me cutting people off? Like, where did that happen? And I think it's because I remember when my dad left at four. I was like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. I remember him coming in the room and saying, you know, I, I'm going to leave. I'm going to see you later. And that was the end of that. We used to just cook together and, and play music and whatever happened between them, I always felt like well that wasn't our fault you know what i mean well like you guys are breaking up but why are you leaving me and so from that i think i learned that i started then i got to 14 years old and that's when i started learning that to cut people off but now here i am and i'm like that's not healthy all the time what happened to a conversation what happened to hearing each other's side i gotta get to a really fun place yeah Yeah. but for me i'm thinking what happened to having a conversation and then going both ways without the assumption of something you know what i mean i think that's my downfall is that sometimes i jumped i'm too hasty yeah i jump too fast Mm -hmm. and cutting the person off where i don't give them the benefit of the doubt i'll probably end up still cutting them off 
But at least give them the opportunity. But at to least, speak. and that's where I that's am at now. I'm it's like better. I want to hear you out, and yeah. I don't want to have bad blood. But that one thing about not me, being so judgmental, right? And for God me, forbid me for and me. you stop talking, I'll never tell nobody in your business because right. then that shows my that's character. That's just a shitty person. Do you see what I'm that's saying? That's just a shitty person, right? I'm and sorry. people and there's do no that. other word for that than shitty. They, no, and that's that, that it. That is a really foul ass shitty person, and I'm sorry. No, but you don't you have to be sorry. You can me out, do what you want, but there's really no other word for it than a shady ass shitty person. Okay, no, it's. True. It's true. Last question for today. What's a ch- what's something you will be sure to teach your children that you have learned in your life up until now? Mm-hmm. Got you with the deep stuff, Say brother. Say it one more time. What is something that you'll be sure to teach your children that you've learned in your life up until this very moment? What's something that you've learned in your life that you say, you know what, I got to instill this Don't into my... Don't be so critical of people. Mm. I think that's the biggest, because that's my biggest downfall. Is it? And I can own that. Really? I'm opinionated and critical. And I but I think to. it's important to be opinionated. Well, I think there, there is, and there's a time and a place, mm. but I think that I jump to conclusion too fast, like I said before, and I think that that's something that I've worked on over the years, mm-hmm. that just because it's not the way I want to do it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's wrong. Right. And that, that I think that's more, that's probably the better way to, to put it. That's actually amazing to know that, yeah. Probably the better way to put it. So I think that for my little girl that I... <laughs> You're going to have a girl little, first and then a boy. And a let's do it, girl. First. I want a little girl. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want my children and friends alike, too. Mm-hmm. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from my That's mishaps. Right. Um, and my, my younger people that I train and I work with that I mentor a little bit that mm-hmm. I'm very flattered to be their mentors. Yeah. Um, don't be so critical and don't be so jumpy. Just because it's not the way you do it doesn't mean it's wrong and it's not the way it should go. And that's pretty much what what everything in life you think? I think so because I think that my mom was very critical of people. Mm -hmm. My mom had an opinion of everyone. My mom does too. My father did not. My father was the one that was very... Pam, calm down. Like, mm-hmm. let's let them talk first and then make an opinion. My mm-hmm. mom would just be like, the hell with them. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. You know, they mm-hmm. screwed up. We're done. Mm-hmm. My dad was the was the open-minded, reasonable one. My mom was the quick, hasty one. Mm-hmm. I totally father after my mom's side in good and bad things. And yeah, I, I think you that. might have both of them. And I totally a- do. And it's, thank God, because <sighs> my father, again, it is a balance. And, and that's where I think that being raised by two parents and having that balance from a male figure and a female figure or two males and two females, whatever right. you but do, just whatever having they have. But having the, the balance household. and having those yes. opinions of two different people. I love you, Dave. That, I think that that, that really molded amazing. me. And I think that the biggest thing for me is that not being so critical and, and being so opinionated. That's the biggest thing for me. For me, I, I I've grew up with a father who wasn't too keen on the black community. So, so of course you become kind of that way too. Well, in a way. the funny thing is, at a young age, I was like, I don't want to be like that, and I didn't Thank understand. God. Thank God. And so for me, I am the kind of person that is for everybody. I love everybody. Yeah. Just give me a reason to not like you. Just because I don't like you doesn't mean I'm not going to like your whole race. Right. So I don't do that. But what I teach my kids is to respect everybody. Um, to not do the whole black and white thing, but to make sure you learn, you learn and you are educated. Um, for my kids, I've already taught them about credit and their bank accounts. There you go. They are because their father is in finance and has his very own financial bill. Um, a company, they're learning about you know all that. They know what assets are, liabilities right. are, and my sons are twelve and, and nine. That's going to be huge for so, them. But if you put it in them now, right. they'll get it later. But and how many parents funny. do that? 
They and, don't take the time because guess what? The moms and dads are too busy on their stupid ass Facebook and Twitter yeah, or seeing, oh, I got to go on Instagram and see what so-and-so is doing. It's right. like, it's what like, about forget your about children? That. And that's they put them in front of an so iPad key. and expect them to learn. No, and it's just, it's just frustrating. Or, or the parents are working multiple jobs to try to make ends meet and we become their parents. Yes. Our radio personnels become their parents. But in my whole household, I just want my kids to have a chance. I don't want them to be boxed in like other people. And right. so that's pretty much what I teach them. But before we wrap this puppy up, I don't want to get emotional, but I wanted to ask you one question because I don't know what happened and if I'm digging too deep. Not at all. Your dad. Yes. If he was around, would you be willing to see him again? You know, it's funny because M's mom brought that up to me. Um, and I only asked that about because a year, I saw the vibes About a year, a year talking. and a half ago. Mm-hmm. My father and I had such a fun, amazing relationship. My mom and I too. Yeah. Because I'm so much like her. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny because she asked me if I thought I should reach out to my father in regards to getting married. Mm-hmm. And that was a hard one because one part of me said, yeah, I owe that to him out of respect and I have to put my stupid ass things on the side. But another part of me was like, I know how he is mm-hmm. and I know that if he wanted to reach out, then he would have. And we're both very stubborn, both very stubborn. But yeah. So one of us was going to have to make that move. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely got it was a, it was one of those questions like whoa okay yeah and I think the whole room stopped because no one expected her to say that yeah. to me mm-hmm. because of how I am um, and I'm sure and, she was coming and, from a great and, place. and it was and right. that's why I never take offense to any questions but I love I'm an that, open book love. I'm an open book to to mm-hmm. them and 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 I want that to be that way because they have every right because I'm with their daughter. Right. So therefore, and they have a right. Now. They have a you're right stuck. to ask me anything mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. and for me to shy away from a question is just not respectful. Yeah. Um I would want the same for my daughter or mm-hmm. son. Yeah. So it wasn't taken disrespectfully mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I and I answered the same way I answer now is that I did think about it. I, I thought about it very very much and and it was one of those things I didn't because it wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Like we hadn't spoken for so long yeah. and then to drop that on him back. Like, hey, by the way, I'm getting married in a month. I would love for you to be there. I see. I see what so you're saying was, about it that. Was, it was awkward. Maybe another time. It was awkward. But to reach out, um, I actually did reach out about six months ago and the number was changed. Mm. And of course I could reach out to my sister and get that number, but I didn't. And I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think Timing. that- I think that if he wanted me to have his new number, he would have let me know. To to be honest with you and to be honest with our listeners, um, I don't think he's still around. My father had MS and he was really slipping really fast. Mm-hmm. That's why they moved out of Colorado because the the cold and stuff like that. Colorado has the highest diagnosed MS rate in the world. Wow. And, and, and they say it's mountain and atmospheric. Um, the highest diagnosed rate in the world wow. out of anywhere in the world. Um, and I mean, you can quote me on that. That yeah. is totally true. He was seeing the best surgeons, best neurosurgeons here in Denver. At the he MS tried Center. whatever he can. I mean, yeah. that's why they told him get out of the cold because your life expectancy is way better if you're in Whoa. warm. So that being said, and we can go into how MS affects the the, the nerve endings. I know all about that. But honestly, um, it was one of those things that I don't think it was the right time to reach out because we hadn't spoken and to drop something that big on him. Yeah, it was just so, the timing, and yeah, I can see what you're saying. It was a timing issue. Yeah, but would would I be opposed to rekindling that with him if he was still alive? Not at all. 
Not at all. Because, yeah. again, you only have one set of parents. Right. And now I'm blessed and have another set. Yep. So I kind of have another go around, I think, which is kind of cool. Pretty awesome. It is awesome. And, and it's yeah. with the best people in the world. And, and then I, when you have And I don't kids. just say that because everyone knows I'm very blunt. No, but you have you, know? a, you have such a big heart. And it's I'm just such excited a, a cool dynamic. To- it's so fun. And it's like... Like you said, do you give certain people certain second chances? It's like I got a second chance to have another mom and dad. Yeah. And I cherish them like my own mom and dad. Maybe one so, day I'll have that too. I can't you wait will. for it. You will. You'll I'm have proud it. of you, Dave. You'll I really it. am you proud got of you. And I. <laughs> my big brother. Who could be better? <laughs> Listen, to ball band. We appreciate you tuning in, getting to know a little bit of Big Dave and myself. Any questions you have, always hit us up on our DM at Kit. Uh, well, of course, on our IG at Big Dave's Power Half Hour and on Twitter at Big Dave's PHH. Not fat. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Spread the love. Spread love. I know it sounds so weird for me to say no, that. No, but it's but like, it is true. It's, it's so like, deep. You know, I think that with everything we're going through and the holidays are coming, yeah. I am excited for the holidays. Me too. Like, I don't know if it's because of everything going on, yeah. but I think that like it's not even about the presence and the materialistic. Mm-hmm. It's just about being able to know that your boys and your 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 friends are okay your and family, everyone's doing yeah. good, you know, yeah. people are working and hopefully mm-hmm. we just get through this. So yeah, it's I think not that's about the things; thing. it's about time, and yeah. that's what makes a difference. Yeah. And I hope that people listening, you know, and I know a lot of people went through a lot of hard times during the COVID, but I hope that you learned a lot more about yourself and got back to resetting yourself to be best for yeah, yourself. We're never going to go through something like this again. <sighs> I hope not. So take advantage of the time that you have being at home and with your kids because yeah. you're never going to have this again ever. Nope. So don't take it for granted. That's one thing I think. I've learned is don't take time for granted. Ever. Ever. All right. We'll be back next week. We love you guys. Later. Thank you. (laughs) Follow Big Dave's Power Half Hour on social media at Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Join us next week for another episode dedicated to getting you healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour hosted by Tasha Makia. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.